Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Welcome to another edition of Great Points. Uh, In following with uh, the trend over the last couple episodes and talking about goal setting as we kick off the new year, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the idea of retirement planning. You know, essentially, what is uh, what is retirement for individuals? How do you start to shape your goals based on where you are in your lifestyle or in your life? Um, and then maybe talk about some of the common mistakes or, or challenges that people struggle with when addressing the topic of retirement planning. The concept of retirement planning used to be relatively simple if you go back 30, 40, 50 years ago, where the average employee uh, would work for the same company for a majority of their career. Uh, they might work into their early 60s or mid 60s uh, they would retire from that company with some form of pension that might provide them you know a portion of their current income they would get a check from social security uh, they may have a modest home that they paid off with their mortgage um, and average life expectancy was another 10 to 12 years so over those 10 to 12 years they could you know live out the remainder of their life um, and uh, without really having a lot of stress about worrying about their investment portfolios or cash reserves because between their pension and social security it covered a lot of the uh, the things they did and you know generationally they weren't as active traveling the globe and you know gifting and all the various things so as a as a theme retirement essentially was a relatively simple decision um, but over the last 20 years, with people's jobs changing, you know, pensions starting to go away, you know, you know people working more for themselves, um, people living longer, people wanting to be more active and, uh, you know, earlier in retirement, it's really made the whole idea of retirement planning a little bit more challenging uh, and really where uh, there's not a one size fits all for people anymore. So it's about, you know, understanding what's important to you, how to ask the right questions, and how to kind of uh, get over your own mental objections when it comes to retirement plans. So let's start with you know setting goals. Uh, at a very simple uh, approach, if you will go on any Google site and type in uh, you know retirement planning tools, uh, most basic calculators are going to ask you two very simple questions. Uh, what year do you want to retire? So you have to pick an age as a target. Um, and then also, how much do you want to have available to you on a, on a monthly or an annual basis for your lifestyle? So if you are, if you say, I want to retire at 65, and you look at your current budget and you spend about $6,000 a month, you would put in, say, I want to have $75,000 a year available for uh, lifestyle. And essentially what the calculator does is it, it takes that $75,000 and it inflates it out to your 65th birthday and tells you how much you would need to have to spend each year in that year to have the same lifestyle as $6,000 a month would buy today. And then what that calculator does is saying, you know, let's assume you have no dollars saved so far. It would then tell you how much either you would need to have invested as a lump sum today or how much you would need to put away each month for until age 65 based on you know a fixed growth rate. Um, so it's a very basic approach, but at least it gives you a general sense or a guideline. So if you were 27, 28 years old, and you think about retirement and say, I have no clue. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing in five years, let alone 35 years from now. The simplest thing is just say, you know, pick a number, $100,000 a year, $75,000 a year, 
uh, at age 65 and click you know save how much do I need to save and that's a general number now if that number comes out to be $750 a month I've never met anybody who saved the $750 a month every month for those 37 years some years you save more some years you save less some years you're you're going backwards do a job change or a life event and other times you're you're getting larger bonuses or uh, windfalls that are kind of pushing you pushing you ahead so if you're earlier in your stage when it comes to retirement planning I wouldn't be so focused on a specific age or specific dollar amount but just have a general calculator that maybe you look at once a year or set certain milestones every three years that say hey if I'm if I've got zero saved if I can get to 20,000 saved three years from now that's good uh, if I can get to 50,000 saved in five years that's even better and then you can every so often check in on it and just make sure you're generally heading in the right direction. Now, if you're in your mid-40s and thinking about retirement or having that discussion, um, usually at this stage of your life, you also have a lot of competing agendas. Uh, if you have children, you might be you know, thinking about high school, college costs. Uh, you might have aging parents that are, you know, you're having to think about or plan for them. You might be buying your first or second or changing up a home and that's another thing you want to accomplish. Um, you might be in the midst of job changes or you know, kind of reinventing yourself. So at this stage, you still have time. You don't have as much time as you have when you were 26, 27, um, but you're probably anywhere from 15 to 25 years out from you know, when you might kind of be retiring per se. Um, so when you're in this situation, you want to kind of ask a couple questions about, you know, one, the type of work you do. So if you are in a, a, a highly physical field or something that, uh, you know, right now you're able to do, but, you know, if you think about it, 62, 65 years old, climbing ladders, lifting heavy things, you know, driving heavy machinery, um, and you look around your, your, your work and you don't see a lot of people in that age still doing the physical, physical tasks, you want to start to think about, okay, well, if I'm physically unable to do some of these things, you know, do I have to stop working or can I transition to a different type of role? So that may factor into kind of your retirement planning thought process. Um, if you're in an intellectual field, maybe like a, a lawyer or an accountant, where it's something that, you know, as long as you're willing to show up, you could probably continue to do well as long as you have the mental capacities. And, and with, uh, you know, institutional knowledge, sometimes you become more valuable the longer you do this. So when in your industry like that, you know, the idea of retirement, you know, is more along the lines of, you know, maybe when do I want to uh, step back and stop taking on new work or, you know, making sure you have some disciplines in those areas. Um, and then the last is if you're in kind of maybe a knowledge-based industry like IT or technology where the industry and the, and the, the knowledge base is changing so rapidly. So, you know, what you know today, 20 years from now, may be obsolete. So even though you're willing and able to work, um, you also have to, you know, think about, you know, your skill sets and, you know, how long will I be able to produce at a high level and how do I continue to, you know, keep myself in the game. I would say you know this stage in that mid late 30s, early 40s, early 50s is really one of the most critical stages when it comes to setting goals or retirement planning. And I, and I say that because as you're getting closer, you might have a general idea of what you're passionate about, what you might want to see for your future. Um, you may have had your children or know kind of the ages and when they're going to be hopefully moving out of the house. Um, and you also have time on your side. So even though you don't have 40 or 50 years of compounding interest, you still have another 15 to 25 years of accumulating and sometimes at your peak earning years. Uh, you have time to let your, your investments grow and, and leverage um, 
you know, maybe more riskier assets with the time on your side. Uh, so all these components make the next few years extremely important in kind of shaping your financial plan. And like any plan, it could still change and it could be flexible, but really having a, a trying to hone in on a, a target age, target lifestyle, and, and then backing that uh, out just to make sure that your savings and the type of investments that you have are aligning with those goals are really important. Um, and you know, maybe starting to check in on it a little more frequently, maybe not every three years, but every year coming back to that calculator to make sure that your, your assumptions are still correct and that you're, you're still heading down the right path. Now, if you're nearing your 60s or early 60s or late 50s and the idea of retirement planning is, um, you know, is starting to get really into kind of honing down on that specific goal uh, about you know, when do I want to make a transition. And at this stage now, you most likely have kind of put your children through college or paid for the majority of the expenses, although there may be some residual uh, you know, residents still in the house. Uh, but you're starting to get a shape of, you know, how long could you do your work physically, mentally? You know, how passionate are you about what you're doing and how you know, before burnout might set in? Um, so you can kind of see whether or not working part time is an option or you just want to be done completely. You've got a better sense maybe around your real estate. So am I going to stay where I am today or do I want to sell and move? Um, so you're, you're able to start making more specific decisions around the assets that you have, the resources that you have. Um, and there may not be as many years to save, um, but you can start to really hone in on that goal setting. And, and at this stage, um, you know, the, the biggest challenge for a lot of people I work with and, and have, have dealt with is trying to pick a date and stick to it. And uh, what I mean by that is, you know, you say, hey, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire at 65. And we get close to 65 and we've done all the planning and they've got the resources and we can see where the income's gonna flow and there's a high degree of probability that if they were to stop working at 65, they're going to have enough for the rest of their life. Um, but as people get closer to that age, it's really hard to make that transition because maybe your personality is tied into the work you do, maybe some of your social connections or friends are tied into that work you do. You know, if you've been doing the same thing for 30, 40 years, the idea of all of a sudden having to change gets harder. Um, so when you think about goal planning and goal setting as you transition to that age fr frame, it's really building a good network and, and people to help you think through the, you know, the potential changes that might come. Um, and, you know, understanding that any change is going to be scary, but uh, if you've got 90 plus percent confidence in the financial side of it, um, and you're confident that you know you're not going to you're going to be able to overcome some of the social or other dynamic changes. You want to make sure you, you've got some disciplines to, to take that leap um, because you know very few people have um, you know if they've done some thinking and planning about what they're going to do after they you know kind of let go of work. There's very few people that regret making the decision. Um, the people that tend to make the regret the making the decision are individuals who put no thought into what they're going to do next. Or maybe um, you know retirement snuck up on them, so maybe they were kind of forced out of a position, or a company change led to a, a, a layoff that you know they they didn't survive. So this this stage really it's about honing in on what I want to do after I retire, and you know when you have the finances figured out that work becomes optional, then you can just keep going to work until uh, it's no longer fun for you, and and kind of make that that transition at that point.
So now, depending on where you are in your stage of life, you know, you, you have a general idea of what a, a retirement goal could look like and maybe how to go about starting to shape that. Um, so I want to kind of transition and talk a little bit about uh, some of the mistakes that I see people make and also just talk a little bit about the concept of lifestyle when it comes to retirement. So uh, let's start with lifestyle first. So a lot of people say, well, can I retire at 55? Um, and without knowing anything else about their overall situation, the answer is always, sure, you could. And when I give that answer, a lot of people look at me kind of cross-eyed. But the fact is, if, if your only goal was to retire at 55, the answer is yes, you could. Um, I can't guarantee what type of lifestyle that you're going to have, but if you want to quit your job and stop working at 55, you could do that. Um, now, the decisions you might have to make around that is changing where you live. So if you currently live in uh, the Boston area where average housing prices are you know, close to a half a million dollars a year, you might have to move to upstate New York where you might be able to find a modest home for less than $100,000 a year. And the trade-offs between you know, the, the, a, a, a large city versus a rural area are significant, uh, but cost of living is a whole lot less. So you don't necessarily need the same income level, so you could technically retire at 55. Um, and when I, you know, if we go down that path, say, well, I would never do that because my family's here or my things are here or my friends are here. Say, okay, well, you didn't, that, if that's part of the equation, then maybe you can't retire at 55. So when you start to think about, you know, the retirement planning, you really want to start to think about your lifestyle. So, um, you know, do you need to maintain two homes? Do you, uh, if your um, salary, if you look at your household salaries, let's say your, uh, you know, your combined income as a family is $150,000 a year, that's the gross amount. What actually gets into your lifestyle is after you take out your health insurance, after you take out your 401k, you have to take out all the deductions, what actually are we living on is kind of the number you're solving for. And, and from there, you know, how much of that is going to care for the kids and things that, are, that we may not need to replicate if it was just the two of us. So um, lifestyle for, I would say, half of clients when they retire, their lifestyle costs actually go down. Um, they you know, enjoy you know, living modestly. They don't necessarily eat out a lot. They don't need to take expensive tri trips. And they find themselves spending less money. Uh, others go the other way. They realize with more time on the hand, they can experience some of the things they may have pushed off. So they're traveling more. Maybe their kids are spread out around the country. So they're having to travel more just to see their kids or grandkids. Uh, they're tired of cooking and they eat out more. Or they are you know, quicker to buy the toy or things that, uh, that they want. So you know, understanding lifestyle is a, is a key component um, to financial planning. And you know, when we talk about what's possible, anything's possible. You're in control of it. Um, but really be, being honest with yourself about what lifestyle choices are you willing to make or sacrifice in order to retire earlier? Or is it better to maybe work one more year and save a few extra bucks so I don't have to give up that second house or maybe stop traveling as much? So you're understanding that any, everything's in your control when you have you know, a time and uh, the ability to kind of think through these things. Um, but uh, if you're, you just want to be very honest with yourself and also if there's another person involved in the decision making like a spouse or significant other, making sure you both understand uh, each other because one may say, I'm fine retiring earlier and moving to Florida and, and not going out to dinner and the other one has a completely set, different set of opinions on that front. So you might end up needing two houses because one of you is moving to Florida and the other one is, is not coming along. So. Um, communication and, and honesty and just being upfront with yourself is, is critical in the decision-making process.
The other mistake that you know I talk to clients all the time about is uh, their assumptions as they get closer to retirement. And what I typically find is that the one mistake people make is they assume they're not going to live very long, meaning maybe their parents or grandparents, uh, you know, passed in their 60s or 70s. Um, you know, their people around them they they tend to say, well, I'm not going to live that long, so I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to worry about my 80s and 90s. I'll be I'll be gone way before them. And that mentality or mindset tends to lead to a lack of planning, a lack of thinking about you know, the, the future. Um, and you don't necessarily have to defer enjoyment now to make sure that you have money when you're 80 or 90 or 100 years old, but you at least have to put a little bit of energy into saying, well, I need to have, I need ju- the, what, the just in case you know, scenario. So I need to make sure I am being a little bit more disciplined with savings or how I allocate my, allocate my funds so that I'm not 70, 80 years old, uh, still here with no money and having to rely on my children or, uh, you know, federal, federal programs that may not be as flexible as, uh, as people want, uh, to maintain their lifestyle. So if you're, if you have that mindset of, Ugh, I'm, I don't worry about it, I'm not going to be around, just check yourself a little bit, try to have a little bit more of a, a long-term uh, thought process because you, you might, and if you do make it and there's no money, it becomes a whole lot less fun. Um, the second assumption, and I think is really more the, the, the challenging discussion, is clients think they're going to live forever. And not forever, but they're very worried about living into their 90s and 100 now with you know, longevity and medical care, but not having any money. And they're also nervous about the cost of nursing homes and long-term care facilities and assisted living, which have significant price tags. And that creates a tremendous amount of fear as people transition to their mid-60s, 70s, about spending their money and enjoying their money now. So I have a lot of discussions with clients about, okay, well, what if you don't make it to 100 and you only made it to 80? And at 80 right now, we're forecasting there's a, you know, an excess of a million dollars in your net worth between your home and your assets and, and other things like that, which is fine. You know, you, that's a good thing to pass on to children or, or, or heirs. But if you are uh, sacrificing taking that family trip in your 60s because you're nervous about running out of money when you're 90s, that's also no way to live. So you know, if you the simplest way I put it to people is if if you're sitting in your mid 60s and you've got a you know a million dollars of assets between your house and bank accounts and things like that, um, and you've got a social security and maybe a couple of other streams of income that maybe you're generating three or four thousand dollars a year. What are the chances that you're homeless 10 years from now? And the short answer is almost zero. With a million dollars in the bank or, or assets, some assets, and maybe it's not a million, maybe it's less than that, but if you have three to $4,000 a month coming in from social securities and or pensions and a good chunk of money in the bank, if anything starts to go sideways, you're gonna have plenty of years to react. So you know, I, I typically encourage clients to you know, not necessarily follow a a rigid, I can only take this amount of money out of my account so it lasts till age 95. We do look every year to make sure what they have and the the future projections still look solid. But if a client wants to take a trip and or, you know, uh, I typically say, yeah, go for it. Because, you know, we have time to adjust down the road if things don't go exactly according to plan. You know, if you take that trip and the markets go down, we can figure this out. So um, I, you know, I really try to, I would encourage people if they're thinking about, you know, expenditures early in retirement and worried about living too long, 
Um, it is a real fear, and it's usually one that you have to have some balance to, but you know, not everyone's gonna live forever. So if there's that thing that you're thinking about doing that's not going to you know, bankrupt you, so if, let's say you, you, know, you normally are spending 4% of your income and one year you wanna spend 7% to do something special, you know, maybe it's worth thinking about. Um, you know, and, and then next year you just revisit your projections to make sure that uh, you know, it, it's doable. So you know, the caveat to that is if you're taking out eight or 9% of your net worth every single year to do special things, yeah, you'll probably run out of money before you're 100 years old. Um, so you kind of you have to make the decisions wisely. One year, it's not what you do one year, you can do every year ongoing. But, um, you know, I think always when it comes to retirement planning, um, you, you want to make sure that you take the time to enjoy what you've worked so hard to accumulate for um, and do it in, in an intelligent uh, position, but also do it from a a position of strength, not out of fear or anxiety. So, um, so regardless of where you are in your uh, life and your retirement planning goals, having a goal is always better than not having a goal. It's going to help you just make slightly better decisions with your savings, your maybe spending management, your investment decisions. So if you have no goal, take 30 minutes and just pick a goal. If you're getting closer to retirement, you know, this might be a full day's discussion about the what ifs, you know, what are we gonna do with the real estate? What are we gonna do for the kids? What about grandkids? What if what if our grandkids are in three different states? You start to have these more more specific discussions so that everyone's on the same page. But, um, you know, there's not a, a perfect plan or an exact plan that's gonna fit everyone's situation, but there's definitely a right plan or strategy for, for you when it comes to your retirement goals. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.